and welcome to Yesterday Today, bringing you the best of yesterday's radio today. I'm Jake Westbrook. With me is McLean Westbrook. Uh, we, we trust you all had a good Thanksgiving out there. We certainly did. Nothing like visiting the old folks back home. Yes, well, we're back in the studio today as we uh, sort of kick off the holiday season. You know, Thanksgiving, it's that, that first great holiday, and then it just leads into the probably the best best season of the year. I think many, many would agree with me on that one. Though the remains of the turkey may still be warm, the last piece of pie may still be in the fridge, and the most recent family photo album may still be out on the coffee table, ready or not, it's Christmas time, buddy. Not to brag, but I do think it's worth pointing out that we refrained from playing any Christmas music on this show all November long up until this point. Oh, you can go ahead and brag about that, McLean, because I prefer my holiday seasons undiluted, separated. You know, unlike my side dishes on my plate during Thanksgiving, there's no need for one holiday to be seeping into another. Our, our, our culture's done a, done a weird thing there. I don't, know what we're, I don't know what we're doing these days. I was never a fan of mashed potatoes and corn mixing, personally. Well, that's because you have bad taste. You're getting off topic. We're kicking off the Christmas season today. That's that's the point. That's what I'm trying to communicate here. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle uh, all the way. Oh, what fun Sydney. it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Ah, howdy, fellas. I'm in a festive spirit today. Tell you what, I am bursting with Yuletide cheer. Oh, I, I trust you had a good Thanksgiving? Oh, Better than good. So after I had my new Canadian friend Gord drive me down to New Jersey from, from Canada, spending Thanksgiving with Maisie and her parents was absolutely delightful. Yeah, other than when I offered to carve the turkey and somehow managed to cut a chunk out of the sweater Maisie's dad was wearing, but yeah, it was a small little thing. It didn't really... Just how did you manage to cut the producer's sweater while you were carving the turkey? Yeah, I'm left-handed, and it was a right-handed carving knife, and I, uh, I, I flailed a little bit. I, I don't know why they let me do it. I, I, I volunteered. I didn't think they'd actually let me carve the turkey, but, whew, boy, let's not do that again. No injuries were sustained, though, you know, despite what Maisie's dad threatened to do, so I call it a win overall. Well, I'm, uh, glad you made it out of Thanksgiving alive. Oh, yeah. You know, that whole experience actually made me realize just how perfect Maisie and I are for each other. You know, I think I'm ready to take our relationship to the next step. Just what step are you guys on at the moment? Yeah, I I mean, I'm pretty sure Maisie's already in love with you. I think she's even said as much. Now, look, guys. There's in love, and then there's in love. So, are you in love? That's not the point here. I'm gonna ask Maisie to marry me. You what? Well, I'm gonna propose to her. On Christmas. You know, it's the most romantic time of the year. I just need myself a good old rock to do it with. Sydney, don't get me wrong, but haven't you two known each other for, like, three months? Yeah, so what? Love knows no time. Is that a saying? It sounds like a saying. I, I don't think so. Regardless, if a couple of crazy kids like us are in love, what's to stop us from getting married? But are you in love? Has she said she wants to marry you? Yeah, well, you know, a lot goes unsaid. Sometimes you have to read between the lines. There's a subtext. It's, it's, uh, no, no, she has not. Well, then how can you be so confident about proposing to her? Don't worry. I have this all planned out. I'm not just going into this thing scattershot. Here, let me get out my agenda book. Agenda book? Yeah, I scheduled everything out while riding back from New Jersey. <clears throat> November 24th. I have Thanksgiving dinner with Maisie's parents. That was Thursday, so check. November 26th, I announced my plan to marry Maisie on yesterday today. And that's what I'm doing right now, so check. Ah, just knocking him down, aren't you? 
December 1st, 2022. I will ask Maisie out on a date. At approximately 8.45 p.m., I will kiss her and tell her I love her. Now, I have no guarantee she will say it back, though I am relatively certain. If she does not say it back, I will press the issue on our next date. December 5th, 2022. I gave her a couple days breathing room there to kind of get on board with the idea. Ah, how generous of you. Which leads us to December 15th, 2022. We will have been in love with each other for around two weeks at this point. I will broach the topic of marriage. Just sort of casually slip him into conversation and get her immediate reaction to it. You're gonna see how she feels about it ten days before you plan to ask her anyway? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's a little long, but I wanted to make sure. Plus, you know, it's a flexible schedule. I gave us a little leeway. So, Christmas Eve, which is December 24th. Oh, did they move it to the 24th this year? Since we'll probably be staying with her parents again, I'll leave out a ring box somewhere for her to accidentally find. You know, ruining the surprise is an important part of any surprise proposal. Since when? <laughs> Have you seen any movie? <laughs> anyway, that takes us to around 9.30 a.m. Christmas Day. Before Santa's even back in bed up at the North Pole, we should be engaged. When Maisie unwraps her last Christmas present, and it turns out to be an engagement ring, it's at this point when I'll kneel down in front of her father and mother and ask her... Ask her to... Uh, ask her to what? Gazooks! Her mother and father! Why oh, I have to get her father's blessing! Ooh, that might be a toughie. I, I completely forgot about that in my schedule! I, uh, quick! White out! White out! I need white out! All oh, this whole thing has to be redone! Yeah, no second thought giving matches! I'll burn this and start over! Hurry, hurry, hurry! Okay, okay, alright. Well, while the wedding plans are being drawn up, we gotta get into the show for today. <gasps> It's the start of the Christmas season, so we have some thematically appropriate music here for you. Oh no! Sydney, Sydney, breathe, breathe, Sydney, breathe. The holly, the hearthfire, the tinsel, the tree, the home folks, the handshake. The carol song of keys The kids hearing stories On grandfather's knee That's the spirit of Christmas The presents of The wreath in the window, the Bethlehem star, the faith of the wise men who traveled so far. That's the spirit of Christmas. Try to surprise one another. It's better to give than receive. But why don't we just give each other? 
Christmas is children who just can't go to sleep Christmas is memories the kind you always keep Deck the halls and give a cheer For all the things that Christmas is each year Christmas is carols to warm you in the snow Christmas is bedtime when no one wants to go Christmas is tonight Merry Christmas, baby
play with, baby. Merry Christmas. I put Santa socks into you.
It's Charlie old Saint Nicholas and his reindeer, don't you know? Jingle jingle jingle, tinkle tinkle tinkle, sleigh bells in the snow. It's Charlie old Saint Nicholas and his reindeer, don't you know? How I'd like to be with you on your midnight ride. Dasher, dancer, prancer, and comet by your side. Vixen, Blitz, and Donna, too, pull your magic sleigh. Cupid will be right along, jingling all the way. Jingle, jingle, tinkle, tinkle, sleigh bells in the snow. It's jolly old St. Nicholas and his reindeer, don't you know? Jingle, 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 tinkle, 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 sleigh bells in the snow. It's jolly old St. Nicholas and his reindeer, don't you know? Dolly, Mary wants a storybook, she thinks dolls are folly, as for me my little brain isn't very bright, choose for me dear Santa Claus what you think is right, when the clock is striking twelve and I'm fast asleep, down the chimney with your pack you will softly creep, all the stockings you will find hanging in a row, mine will be the shortest one you'll be sure to know. For those who are good the whole year round, you should see the gifts he saved. So if you want a pretty doll or a top that will hop and spin, or if you want a sewing set or a wagon to ride in, make sure you're good as you can be and these lovely things you win. From the jolly old man in the bright red suit and the whiskers on his chin. Bright red suit and the whiskers on his chin. 
The jolly old man in the bright red suit and the whiskers on his chin. With 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 the whiskers on his chin. Welcome back to Yesterday Today. You just heard some music to kick off the Christmas season Hi-de-ho, on Yesterday Big Mondo today. in the house. Hi, Mondo. <laughs> just giving you a bit of a uh, uh, security update, because that is me job after all. I mean, like to think we do it pretty well. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, oh yeah, so there's, there's, a, there's a scrupulous-looking character outside, and we're not entirely sure he is on the level. Yeah, hold on there, Mondo. That's no scrupulous character. That's my jeweler. Your jeweler, Sydney? Sure. Where do you think a guy gets an engagement ring from? <laughs> you gotta have a jeweler. Uh, can I ask why your jeweler is meeting you here and not at a jewelry shop? No, he doesn't have one of those. He works out of his car. He works out of his car? Yeah, he's up and coming in the industry. You know, I'm all about supporting small business. Oh, oh, uh, should we go beat him up and tell him to get lost? No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, he, he should be coming inside now. I just sent him a message. Oh, okay. We will resume the duties. Thanks, Mondo. Hey, it's about time. I was waiting out there in the cold for a while. Ah, oh, welcome, welcome, my good man. Come on in and pour yourself a cup of coffee. Do we have coffee? Coffee, you say? You wouldn't happen to have any silverware. Hey, wait, wait a second. You, don't we know you? What are you trying to say? That I've been on a police department news release? So what if I have? No, but you, you look like that guy who sold Sydney a train ticket to New Brunswick a while back. Train ticket? New Brunswick? That sounds vaguely familiar. Could have been me. Well, it got me where I was going at an affordable price. Another happy customer. Sydney, the train took you to a different country. Hey, you wouldn't happen to be the same guy that tried to sell our brother a beet juice turkey in a grocery store parking lot last week? I get around. I'm in a lot of industries. Uh, Leonard Radcliffe is the name. No surprise that you've done business with me before. Leonard Radcliffe, huh? Yep, but my friends call me Lenny. Lenny the Rad. Lenny the Rat? Lenny the Rad! Rad isn't cool? Sidney, don't tell me you're gonna buy jewelry from this guy. Yeah, he's been straight with me so far. He gave you a train ticket to Canada. He said it was going to New Brunswick, and it went to New Brunswick. In Canada. Hey, hey, don't worry. I got a 100% money-back guarantee. If my customers ain't completely satisfied, they can go through our return program. Your return program? Yes, sir. All it takes is filling out our 600-page questionnaire on what you disliked about the product, and waiting two to ten business months for it to be processed. Ah, oh, with a guarantee like that, who could say no? Precisely. Anyway, Stanley, tell me more about this girl you're getting hitched to. Ah, Sydney, Sydney. Oh, what a lovely name. I'm sure she's a looker. You got a ring size? Not yet, not yet. No matter. All of our engagement rings are completely one size fits all. Turns out gold is a very malleable metal. Ah, you don't say. I do say. Oh, I can't think of anything more touching than Sydney and Maisie starting their lives together by stretching out their engagement rings, but uh, I think we better get on with the show. Up next, I have an episode of Fibber McGee and Molly, a little uh, seasonal offering, and... Uh... Now, while that's playing, let's make sure Sydney doesn't buy anything from him. Yeah, that, that might be best. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> 
makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with songs by Martha Tilton and the King's Men, and music by Billy Mills. The show opens with the National Emblem March. gentlemen. I heard an officer of the Red Cross speak last night. He was asking for money. He said in part that it was customary these days to request for help with an apology, but that he wasn't making any apology. Neither are we. The Red Cross needs $50 million, urgently and immediately. Now, for 130 million people, that's the price of a few cigars or a lipstick. The Red Cross is always ready to help in times of war and disaster. And from now on, the demands upon them will be great. But we are a great nation. So let's give till it hurts. of 79 Wistful Vista is not one to squander a buck and a quarter for a Christmas tree when he can drive out of the woods and chop down his own. No, sir. And here, driving up to the house, frostbitten but triumphant, we find that lumberjack who saves Jack on his lumber, Fibber of Fibber McGee and Molly. get them brakes fixed. <laughs> Boy, am I cold. Uh, well, come on, Christmas tree. Come to Papa. You got a new home. Oh. McGee, you're getting snow all over the hall. Why didn't you stamp your feet? Why should I stamp my feet? I ain't mad at anybody. <laughs> Besides, they're so cold, I'm just walking from memory. Oh. <laughs> Here, you poor lad. Let me take your coat and your mitten. Thanks, Molly. Hey, take a gander at that tree, will you? Ain't she a whopper? Heavenly days, it certainly is. Yeah, it was the pick of the whole woods, Molly. I had to fight off 20 other guys to get it, too. They all wanted it. Oh, did you actually fight for it, dearie? Oh, it didn't come down to actual brawl, no. One guy ups to me and says, that's my tree, shorty. And I says, yeah, I says, tossing my hatchet up in the air and catching it by the handle. <laughs> get it, I says. You don't need this tree for last Christmas, I says. And he says, what do you mean last Christmas? Well, I says, sinister-like, advancing toward him with a nasty look, you lay a blade on that balsam bud, and last Christmas was your last Christmas. Ah, good for you, McGee. Did he go away then? No. Started swinging his axe at me. <laughs> and just then I noticed that this tree, which was a little farther along and was even bigger and better. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I just sneered and walked away. Double time. 
Well, it certainly is a big one. What'll we do with it after Christmas? Hollow it out and make a canoe? <laughs> Shucks, now, Molly, just because... What took I... you so long to get it home? You know, you've been gone six hours. Well, I had a blowout on the way back and had to stop and buy a new second-hand tire. Oh. Cost me seven bucks. Oh. Where's the hatchet? I lost it in the snow, but I know just where it is, and next spring when the snow melts, I'll get... Oh, my gosh. What's that? Oh, it's that window in the dining room. I opened it because it was so hot in here, and it won't stay open. Oh, well, I'll fix it when I get time. By the way, what time is it? It's after four. Why? Where's your wristwatch? Well, I took it off to chop this tree down and forgot all about it. (laughs) Then when I went back to look for it, it had snowed some more and covered it up. Well, that's fine. A $30 wristwatch, a $2 hatchet... And a $7 tie. $39 for a 98-cent Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, happy Yuletide. <laughs> well, I didn't want one of those measly little moth-eating shrubs they're selling downtown. When I want a tree, I want a tree, not a bouquet. Come in. Oh, hello, Mayor Latrivia. Uh, good day, Mrs. McGee. I say, McGee. Yes? About that job you wanted in the city hall. I'm still working on it, but I'll have to have a little information. Well, tell the nice mayor what he wants to know, dearie. Okay. Dig me, Latriv. <laughs> well, first, can you dominate people? Can you let the ones in that you really want to see and shut the rest out? Absolutely. Another thing, McGee, can you stand it physically? To be mauled by crowds of people all asking you questions. Can you ignore the whispers behind your back? Can you give orders in a loud tone of authority? Boy, can I. Listen to this, Triv. All right, folks. As captain of the detective force of Wistful Vista, I order you to make way there. Stand back, everybody. The oh, police... Uh, <clears throat> this wouldn't be a police job, McGee. Oh. But one of the elevator operators has just been drafted, and I've suggested you. <laughs> I'll let you know later. A good day. Why, that small-minded, boat-grabbing, baby-kissing... Now, now, now. Never mind that now. Say, uh, uh, where should we place this tree, McGee? I don't know. Where do you think? Well, offhand, dearie, I'd say it was a toss-up between the Grand Canyon and Death Valley. (laughs) Shucks, I told you I gotta trim it down a little. Get me a hatchet, will you? The hatchet, dear boy, according to your official communique... Yeah. Is at present sleeping its edge off under a snowdrift 18 miles north of town. Yeah, well, we got a saw, haven't we? Not a very good one. It's all bent. Who bent it? You did. Huh? After you saw that vaudeville act at the Bees U last uh, October, you tried to play Pony Boy on it, remember? <laughs> well, I guess it'll still work. Say, it's awful hot in here. Yes, it is. I'll open that dining room window again. Okay. The thermostat on the furnace is out of order, and I've got the other two. Boy, am I tired. Ah, but what a tree. Why, this will give us enough kindling wood for all summer. Except that we don't need any kindling wood in the summer. (laughs) Hey, McGee, I just thought of something. What's that? This tree is so big, our little ornaments are going to look awful silly on it. Yeah, I never thought of that. I better order a bigger assortment of ornaments. Now, hand me the phone, will you? Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me the wistful vista novelty and day. Oh, is that you, Mert? (laughs) How's every little thing, Mert? Huh? Who? Your niece. Somebody grabbed her and kissed her during the blackout. Oh, heavenly days, McGee. Does she know who it was? She'll recognize him when she sees him. He'll have <laughs> lipstick all over his face, neck, and shirt front. <laughs> From just one kiss? What do you mean, one kiss? That blackout lasted three hours. <laughs> What's say, Mert? Okay, I'll call him later. Hey, did you get me the saw, Molly? Here it is, dearie. And now don't get sawdust all over my floor. Why not? It'll make Uncle Dennis feel at home. 
<laughs> see, I guess I better take a couple of feet off of the bottom first. Yes, and trim out a hundred or so branches. Tarzan or somebody might be hiding in there. Who? Tarzan. Who? I said Tarzan. Who? Oh, stop it, McGee. That's I not didn't say funny. anything. You says Tarzan. Who? Tarzan. Who are you shouting at? Who? 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 Hey, what the? McGee, it's an owl. He's in that tree. Huh? Look, up on the fourth branch. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Shake the tree, Molly. Open the door and we'll shoo him out. Who? You! <laughs> Come on, get out of that, you big buzzard. Go on, scram. Take it harder, McGee. There he goes. Chase him, Molly. Chase him this way. Put out, put out, put out to the table. Edge him toward the door, Molly. Wave your hand, I am waving my hand. Shoo, scat. Go away, birdie. He won't even look at me, McGee. Well, owls don't see good in the daytime. Well, what do you expect me to do? Bind some glasses? Hey, there he goes. Go on. Beat it. Scram. Well, thank goodness. Those things give me the creeps. <laughs> me too. Though I will say it was decent of him to back up my judgment. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, owls are wise birds, and we both picked out the same tree. <laughs> Don't you get it, Molly? I says owls Ain't are... funny, McGee. Okay, okay, okay. But I've been hooted at enough for one day. Hand me the saw again. Thanks. Now... Hello there, daughter. How's about... Hey, what you got there, Johnny? Christmas tree? Oh, no. <laughs> we buy our firewood on the hoof, Mr. Oldtimer. What's on your mind besides that Daniel Boone cap, Oldtimer? Just wanted to know if you could come out and play. Some of us kids are building a snow fort in that vacant lot up on the corner. Having a peck of fun. Oh. <laughs> no, thank you. We've got work to do, Mr. Oldtimer. I'm afraid you'll have to romp in the snow without us. Oh, gee, kids, come on. <laughs> Upsides and play Yanks and Japs. Only nobody wants to be a Jap. Well, we haven't got time to play now, old timer. I got to trim this tree before. Then you got a corn cob pipe we can have, Johnny. I built a big snowman. I want to put a pipe in his mouth. Oh, give him a cigarette. Yeah, and put a sign on him. Something new has been added. <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I heard it. Oh, the way I heard it. What was that? Oh, it's just the dining room window, Mr. Oldtimer. It won't stay open. Hey? Who? Well, the way I hear it, one feller says, tell a feller, say, he says, why does Hitler make all his speeches from a beer garden? Well, says tell a feller, that's so when he starts foaming at the mouth, nobody will notice it. <laughs> Martha Tilton sings Thank Your Lucky Stars and Stripes. If you live right, if you get to sleep at night, you can thank your lucky stars and stripes. If you feel free, if there's sugar in your tea, you can thank your lucky stars and stripes. Steam heat and ham and eggs and hay rides and cider kegs if you like the good old Yankee way, so say so. If you can sing and believe in anything, you can thank your lucky stars and stripes. Do you like? 
like it here Don't you think this country is swell Do you want to cheer Ring the liberty bell Well If life is gay If there's fun on dollar day You can thank your lucky stars and stripes You can joke and enjoy an artichoke. You can thank your lucky stars and stripes. Dime stores and bobby pins and hot dogs and Mickey Finns. If you like the way we go about it, shout it. If you can sing and believe in anything, you can thank your lucky stars Cut down the old pine tree And they hauled it away to the mill To make a nice Christmas tree Just for Molly and me For goodness sakes, do you have to sing with your sign? No, I don't have to, but it helps Hey, how does it look now, Molly? Beginning to shape up pretty good, eh? Yes, if you like that shape (laughs) It's pretty lopsided It is? Where? Oh, Oh, yeah Sure Well, I can trim that side off a little more it's a good thing I got a big tree to start with, you know it. Well, yeah. listen now, try and be a little quieter. Uncle Dennis is upstairs taking a nap. That guy's always taking a nap. And I just found out why he wanted that old brass bed brought down from the attic, too. Why? Well, I peeked in on him the other morning, and there he was, sound asleep, with one foot on the brass footrail and a happy smile on his pretty little face. <laughs> now, now, let's not start on poor Uncle Dennis uh, again. He's a gentleman and a scholar. He ought to be a scholar. He's had more teachers than anybody I ever knew. Oh, well. Oh, I cut down the old pine tree, and I hauled it away in my car. McGee, Uh, there's somebody at the door. Who? I don't know. Let me peek. Oh, it's Mrs. Uppington. Oh, not the Mrs. Uppington, the choicest crumb in our upper crust. Yes. And wearing a hat that was made in a hurry by a cross-eyed milliner wearing boxing gloves. (laughs) Come in, Abigail, darling. Uh, how do you do, my dear? And Mr. McGee. Hi, Uppy. <laughs> Please excuse the mess in here, Abigail. McGee is trimming the Christmas tree. Oh, how fascinating. I simply adore the scent of freshly cut lumber, really. It's so invigorating and so so outdoorsy, you might say. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I might say that if I carried my handkerchief in my sleeve. <laughs> know you were such a lover of the great open spaces, Abigail. Oh, my dear. I used to simply spend all my time at my hunting lodge in Maine. (laughs) Roughing it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Ever hunt any moose? McGee. (laughs) Watch your commas, dearie. (laughs) Well, did you, Uppy? Oh, no, no. I was never much of a nimrod, Mr. McGee. (laughs) We called it a hunting lodge because we were always hunting a paw for bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, but you really ran wild up there, Uppy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pay any attention to him, Abigail. You know, he thinks he's a great woodsman because he shot a bear in Alaska last summer. Well, that was something. If you ever walked through a dark forest with, with the feeling that something, something was creeping up on you, ready to pounce any minute, and suddenly... Wow! Wow! 
You got me. Shoot him. Take it easy, McGee. Huh? Take it easy. Huh. It's just the window in the dining room. <laughs> it won't stay open, Abigail. But say, where did you get that hat? I haven't been able to take my eyes off it. Oh, do you like it, my dear? She didn't say that. <laughs> just says she couldn't take her eyes off of it. <laughs> I tell you, it's just darling, Abigail. Oh, I'm so glad. That's exactly why I dropped over today, my dear, to see if you liked it. <laughs> uh, do you, Mr. McGee? Well, confidentially, Effie, and since I'm a plain-spoken man, it's the worst monstrosity ever placed on a human head. Oh. It would make a Zulu medicine man swallow his spear. <laughs> I'm a success. What? I just said to myself, if Mr. McGee likes it, I will simply have to give it to my cook. That man has less taste than a nightclub salad. Thank you, Mr. McGee. Why, that old flounder. <laughs> so I haven't got any taste, haven't I? Not in hats, dearie. Uh, when it comes to fashions, you'd better just do one thing. What's that? Saw wood. Huh? Oh. Okay. I got needles galore sprinkled over the floor in the shade of the old pine tree. Hey, Molly. How's she look now? Well, it looks better, McGee. At yeah. least we can get in the same room with it. <laughs> now, if you'll trim some more off the far side there. Okay, I'll... Get... Oh, hi, Harlow. Hello, Fibber. Hello, Molly. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Won't you come in and get some sawdust all over your clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Say, what goes on here, anyway? I went out and cut down my own Christmas tree, Harlow. Now i got to shorten the sleeves on it a little. <laughs> Well, you sure got the room in a mess, pal. You've got enough loose branches around here to bed down a rhinoceros. Well, lie down and we'll try to make you comfortable. <laughs> Very funny, McGee. But what can we do for you, Mr. Wilcox? Well, it's like this, Molly. I'm a little worried about the greeting cards I ordered this year. I'm afraid the sentiment is a little too flowery. Well, read one to us, Mr. Wilcox. Though, personally, I don't think a greeting card could be too flowery. Why, certainly not. Let him drip, I always says. <laughs> Well, read the blurb, Waxy. <laughs> All right. It reads, The season's greetings to you, my Fran, from the Johnson Self-Polishing Glow Coat Man. Oh, I hope that in 1942 and 43 and 44 and 45 and 46, you'll remember all those little tricks <laughs> I showed you about saving time and dough by using glow coat on your flow. <laughs> Oh, shut my mouth, honey, child. <laughs> you shut it, dearie. Continue, Mr. Wilcox. How it saves your linoleum and keeps it clean with a lovely gloss and a dandy sheen. Eliminates rubbing and buffing, too. And in 20 minutes or less, you're through. Just pour some out and spread it around and let it dry. And then you've found the color and pattern have come to life. And so have you, your husband's wife. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> your husband's wife. <laughs> if that ain't the corny. Hey. What's that noise? That was Longfellow turning over, Harlow. <laughs> now, it was the dining room window falling down again, but go ahead, Mr. Wilcox. Well, there isn't much more, Fine. but it goes, the best of wishes I send to you from me and S.C. Johnson & Son Incorporated, too. Well, what do you think of it? Okay, okay, I'll get something else. <laughs> Naive character, isn't he, Molly? How naive? Oh, I was talking to him one day, and he looks all around to see if anybody was listening, and then whispers to me that Santa Claus didn't really live at the North Pole. He said he really lived in Racine, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Say, that tree's getting awfully small, yeah. McGee. Better not trim it much more. Uh, I know, but I decided that it would look a lot better up on the piano. Well, that'll be nice. Yeah. Then it'll be out of the way. Yeah, that's right. I'll go out and fix that dining room window. Okay. Here. Oh, I cut down the old pine tree. Cause the ones at the store were not free. I told the man at the store. There's a knock at the door. I wonder who that could be. Come in. Yeah. Oh, hello, Mr. Wimple. Hello, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> How are you today, Mr. McGee? Fit as a fiddle and ready to play humor-esque wimp, old shrimp. What's it with you? <laughs> I just dropped in to say goodbye for a couple of weeks, is all. Oh. I'm spending the holidays in Chicago with Mama and Papa. Oh. <laughs> is your wife going with you, Mr. Wimple? Who, Sweetie Faye? Uh-huh. No, she has to stay here and knit. Knit? Can't she knit on the train? Not so good, Mr. McGee. Oh. She broke three ribs wrestling with a policeman, and the doctor says she'll knit much better at home. Well, what on earth was she doing wrestling with a policeman? Oh, she is the instructor at the police gymnasium, Mrs. McGee. The whole force is just crazy to study with her. At least, I think they are. <laughs> I'll bet you'll miss her, Wimple. How much? How much will you miss her? No, how much will you bet? <laughs> Oh, I, I shouldn't say that, I suppose. Sweetie Face is really a wonderful woman at heart, if any, and I doubt it. Well, we'll call on her while you're gone, Wimple, and see if there's anything we can do. Yes, we might take her some fruit or something. Oh, I wouldn't advise it, Mrs. McGee. Last time Sweetie Face was sick, some people took her some flowers and she threw them in their faces. Oh, don't she like flowers? Yes, she loves flowers. But she hates people. <laughs> well, goodbye, folks, and Merry Christmas. And you. The King's Men sing Coming Through the Ride. If a body meet a body Coming through the night If a body kiss a body Need a body cry Every laddie has a lassie May they say Body meet body coming through the rye. If a body kiss a body, need a body cry. Now everyone must have a loving lassie, but they say that the lassies always pass me by. Yet all the girls they smile at me coming through the rye. If a body meet a body coming through the rye. If a body kiss a body, need a body cry. Every little laddie has a bonny little lassie, but may they say, hey, I yet. Oh, we lads and lassies get together in the heather when we're coming. Boss, we're coming through the But her 
What are you telling now? Hey, Jim, haven't you got that prefix yet? No, but it won't be long now, Molly. Anyway, I hope not. This saw is getting duller than a bus trip to Bloomington. <laughs> well, is it still awfully hot in here, McGee? You're asking the wrong man, Mrs. McGee. I'd be hot right now if I was up to my clavicle in ice cubes. <laughs> this is a warm work. Well, <laughs> I hate to keep that dining room window open, but the thermostat on the furnace simply won't work. Say... Have you been monkeying with that, McGee? Who, me? Yes, you. With the thermostat? Yes. Why should I have been monkeying with the thermostat? That's what I want to know. Heck, I don't know anything about a thermostat. I know that, too, but did you monkey with it? <laughs> when? Anytime. Well, say I did kind of tinker with it last night at that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now it comes out. And just what did you do to it, Mastermind? <laughs> well, I was walking past it with a screwdriver in my hand, and the screwdriver caught in one of the little screws, and the first thing I knew, I had it all apart. <laughs> Wonderful little gadget, too. McGee, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. That's a coincidence, Molly. I don't know what I'm going to do with this little dingus I took out of it, either. I couldn't find any way to get it back in there. Well, why didn't you tell me so I could call the furnace man? Oh, I was going to fix it myself when I got time. I'm pretty ingenious with mechanical stuff. You know that. Oh, sure. What happened when you fixed my percolator? What you mean? It throws coffee across the room like a fire extinguisher. <laughs> and my electric toaster. Oh, well. I have to fix breakfast wearing a catcher's mitt. <laughs> Oh, well. No machine is perfect. As soon as I finish with this tree, I'll fix it. Stop a while and listen to my... Well, you go ahead and I'll uh, go open that dining room window. Okay. I'll just... Oh, for the... Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hi, sis. What you doing? Who watch you? Sis, I'm currently engaged in giving this deposed monarch of the forest a cross-cut massage. Well, hmm? I says I'm doing a little whittling on this Christmas tree. Look, do you always drink your milk like a good girl? Sure I do, I betcha. Why? Well, you better, that's all. Take a look at this saw. <laughs> Only three years old, and its teeth are all shot. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you. Okay, mister. Now, I wish you wouldn't bother me anymore. Now, i got to finish this job and get the sawdust swept out. Gee, you know it smells dandy in here. <laughs> sure it does. Mm-hmm. No nicer smell in the world than a cedar tree. It's one of nature's lures to get us out into the great outdoors. Gee, is it? Honest, mister? Sure it is. You've got to realize, sis, that there's a reason for everything in nature. Oh. What's nature's reason for spinach, huh? <laughs> Why, sis, do you mean to stand there with your little arms sticking out of your shoulders and tell me you don't know that? Yes, I don't, I bet you. Why? Nature gave us spinach so we could have Popeye. Oh. Gee, I guess I never thought of that, mister. <laughs> Nature is wonderful, isn't he? She. Hmm? Nature, sis, is always referred to as she. Why? Well, because... Oh, boy, here's my chance to make Reader's Digest. <laughs> sis? Nature is called she because it's so inconsistent, unstable, unpredictable, beautiful, mean, gorgeous, appealing, nasty, and nobody yet has ever understood her. <laughs> you think the Reader's Digest would like that? Well, don't you? The name of the magazine, mister, is Digest, not Heartburn. So long now. That's the last time I ever try to explain something to her, if I'm smart. Okay. Uh-oh. Aha. Now we're getting someplace. Now to cut her down on the sides. Now, trim the ends a little bit. Let's get her off there. There. Heavenly days, there goes that window again. You don't have to worry about it anymore, Molly. Here, here's a nice stick I made for you to prop it up with. Oh, fine, dearie, just the thing. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, forget it. It's nothing that any red-blooded American boy could have done. Say, it was very thoughtful of you now, <laughs> McGee. Say, yeah? what became of the Christmas tree? <laughs> That's it. 
got her trimmed down a little too fine. <laughs> well, that's that, I guess. Now to go to work on that thermostat. No, no, don't do it. <laughs> Folks, day after day and night after night on this program and others for the past two weeks, you've heard urgent requests to buy defense bonds and defense stamps. It's getting a little repetitious, isn't it? Well, it's going to get more repetitious. We're going to say it again and often and loud. This is not an invitation to a tea party or a bingo game. This is war, and we've got to do something about it. It's going to cost a lot of money to win it, but it would cost a lot more than mere money to lose it. Now, don't wait for somebody to come to your door selling bonds and stamps. Get down to your bank or post office and lay it on the line. This isn't the other fellow's fight. It's it's yours and mine. So here it is again. Buy defense bonds and defense stamps. Yes, and if you live in Canada, buy war savings certificates or victory bonds. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Now, a lot of people make a big deal about getting the fanciest, biggest rock for their ring. But you want to give your girl a ring that communicates a message of simplicity and elegance. One that says that your love is more than just some shiny rock. You know, that is a compelling case, but Sydney, I highly advise you don't buy a collectible decoder ring to propose with. Hey, is this your engagement or his? No, I think Jake is right, Linnea. Maisie's not a material girl, but I want a ring that shows you how special she is to me. What could do that better than by writing her a secret message that nobody else would be able to decode but her? Nobody that didn't buy a box of Frosted Fruity Puffs, that is. I appreciate the idea, Lenny. I really do, but I might have to go with a different jeweler to get this ring. Hold on, you didn't even see our entire stock yet. Oh, I don't think he needs to, Lenny. I, I think we're done here. Okay, well let me know if you need a caterer for the wedding. That's another one of my specialties. Oh, really? Sure, you could have our signature dish. Tuna fish sandwiches for any size crowd. Well, come to think of it, we still have those beet juice turkeys around. Turns out they were not the smash hit I thought they would be this Thanksgiving. Hmm, oh, do, do you have a card or something? Oh, uh, sure. Uh, here you go. Let me see that. Lenny, this is the phone number and address of a bar downtown. That's where you're most likely to reach me. Well, uh, happy holidays and all that. Uh, oh, if you want somebody to play Santa at an office party or something, I do that too. Just give me a call. Well, he's a real jack of all trades, that guy, you know? Yeah, something like that. Sydney, are you sure about this plan of yours? Christmas is only a month away. Do you really think you and Maisie are ready to be engaged? <laughs> well, of course not. That's why we have a whole month to get ready. <laughs> Don't you worry. I know Maisie. Well, best of luck, I guess, but, uh, you know, we're here for you to bounce ideas off of, um... Hey, uh, would you do the tuna or the beef juice turkeys? Oh, Sydney, don't do either one of those. Oh. Well, if you want more Yesterday Today, you can visit kisu.org or wherever you get your fine podcasts. 
yeah, in the meantime, we have a lot of holiday-themed offerings coming up on the show because, you know, tis the season and all that, so be sure to join us next week. Mm, I can't prevent that. This is turkey made of beef juice. That's, that's gotta count for something. Happy holidays! So here's our fun.